0: back. Last episode, we talked with Dr. Kevin Ching and Catherine Messino to learn about the immersive and interprofessional simulation experiences called Basecamp that help to prepare pediatric emergency medicine teams, tackle some of the most challenging clinical situations and how we can learn from this and apply it to our own environments, and our own organizations. Thank you for joining us.
1: I just want to say how impressed I am with the amount of psychological safety you all have been able to create for this experience. I wasn't even a part of it. I've only heard Michelle's lens of her experience and what you're sharing here. And for such a transformative, emotionally activating, intense weekend, and for people to be able to lean into that, especially from different professions, Um, And be able to create these communities, really, it sounds like communities of practice that follow them and and go with them beyond these two days, speaks to just the art and science of your ability to create a psychologically safe space for them. And so I just want to commend you both um, and your team because that's impressive. And, you know, it's one thing to create psychological safety within a group of people who are used to working with one another you start from a different starting place. But when you pull people together from different professions, different lived experiences, who don't know one another, you know, that's a, you're in, upping the ante there and trying to be able to create a psychologically safe space. So I don't know if you're in a place where you could speak to the deliberate, intentional things you do uh, to make that happen, or if you have any insight that you could share with others that might be helpful. And how do you create that safe space? Especially when it's strangers from different professions and different lived experiences.
2: Every year, um, we bring together probably somewhere in the vicinity of a hundred plus uh, multi-professional and multidisciplinary faculty to come teach at base camp. It includes, you know, people from all different fields: um, nursing, child life, trauma. Uh, obviously emergency medicine, pediatric emergency medicine, critical care anesthesiology, even sometimes things like ENT. Um, but they all bring something different um, to the table, which is to say they bring their own expertise and experiences. Um, these expertises are, are of course, content, subject matter expert, sort of related, but it's also education. And uh, you know, M- Michelle had said something um that uh resonated with me, which was she's a educational expert. She's a, a clinical expert, but her field isn't pediatric emergency medicine. And yet um, her role at base camp was so critical because, um, you know, what we, what we look for are people who bring educational expertise to elevate, um, you know, the way that we practice. And so when it comes to celebrating the many multi-professional and multidisciplinary faculty who come, um, we want to set them up for success. And so, um, you know, before all faculty come to base camp, we, you know, have two opportunities to sort of um, get people on board and have that shared mental model. One is, of course, we have a faculty handbook. Um, This faculty handbook is um, designed to, you know, cover, um, you know, all the details um, and expectations for faculty before coming to teach. Um, We also do a pre-conference Sort of a meeting, uh, for new faculty. Uh, so those who are new faculty have an opportunity to sort of ask questions and explore, you know, sort of like what, again, uh, you know, what's involved and have a better anticipation of what, what what's going to happen. And then each day of Basecamp is, um, it started with a, uh, a sort of pre-brief. Um, so we huddle together as a multi-professional team of faculty in the morning. I mean, it's god awful early in the morning. It's like, by 45 a.m. or something—I think I forget—or six six a.m.
1: Oh, um, Dirk, thirty. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then Catherine, Hillary, and then our, our other co-directors, um, which include um, Alice Russica, Maria Lame, and Justin Jeffers. You know, the the group of us, we, you know, we do we do a briefing, um, and we just want to make sure that everyone is set up for success. And so, you know, that success is. Not just about um the sort of instructional delivery, um but it's also for you know uh, the you know you had talked um about how important the psychological safety of our learners were, but it's it's also just as intense for all these faculty who are there volunteering their time for again the marathon of two days um and so you know that that mutual support is something that you know those uh you know those sort of huddles um allow us to sort of get everyone to sort of feel like hey, we're all here to to work together, we are, we have a we have a shared mission. Our mission is to level the playing field of all these different you know providers who come from you know pretty much all over the country. But let's let's work together to do that. Uh, let's support one another. So there, there are multiple layers and levels of how we try to set our faculty up to be successful, um, not only in their instruction but you know in how they debrief. And uh, just
0: having been there. Kevin and Catherine, I just want you to know that it was felt, it was perceived, um, that I felt very supported as a faculty being there for the first time. I I felt like there was a community of faculty that was comfortable with base camp that had been there and they welcomed me with open arms and I could ask them, you know, where am I supposed to be next? How many times did I ask you, Catherine, where am I supposed to be? And that's no reflection. First of all, the logistics of this operation of 100 plus students, 100 plus faculty, multiple, many simulations happening at the same time. The spreadsheets were the most impressive spreadsheets I've ever seen. I mean, the logistics around this, I just want to commend you for the organization. But there were times where I would feel a little disoriented and I would say, Catherine, where am I supposed to be? And you always welcomed me and said Right here. Let, let me pull out my sheet and, and show you where you need to be. And I just felt very comfortable, very psychologically safe. I felt like I could ask questions. Um, and I just love, Kevin, that you're saying that that is a, a, a very big focus for the faculty to, to create that space as well as for the learners. And I think that that magic connection um, is what I think can really help to hold that bigger space. meta psychologically safe space that is required to do, to run such an emotionally, a deeply emotionally activating experience, such as a mass casualty in a pediatric emergency medicine space. I mean, that is tremendous. And when we say psychological fidelity, Rachel, um, you know, the New York marathon was actually happening one block away. So when I, it felt real because it felt like you're in New York City, you've got the marathon down the street, a couple hundred thousand people down the street. Um, it This could happen at any moment at any time. So it, it's not even just the um, immediate space that um required that psychological safety, but kind of that, that bigger space as well. And it was, it was done so beautifully. So thank you. I just, that was how it, it was perceived for, for me.
1: Personally, Thank you. Too. When I hear this, it makes me think that mentoring must be a really big and important component of this work. Uh, and I'm so curious to hear from you more about your approach to mentoring and how it's built into this experience, both in terms of the faculty and for the learners.
2: So, so we're in our 13th year, and um, as Catherine had um, had shared, you know, we, we're very very fortunate, very privileged to have a community of faculty who enjoy the program like we do and um, and, and come back for seconds, thirds, fourths, you know, every year. And that has created a, a network of um, experienced faculty, both in education and as content experts, who um, are able to help shape and advance the professional development of younger faculty. And I think it's because of that network that, you know, we were inspired, I think it's seven years ago at this point, six or seven years ago, seven years ago, um, to develop a, um, a Basecamp junior faculty instructor mentorship program. That's probably about seven years ago. And, um, you know, the idea was that we were trying to, you know, we well, first off as we saw like, wow, so many new faculty come to Basecamp and leave. Feeling exhilarated, invigorated, and um, and loving the prospect of becoming future educators and using simulation as a tool, and um, it occurred to us why not create a structured um, opportunity to really sort of make that happen for people who you know are thinking about a career in education, and so that's the Basecamp Junior Faculty Instructor Mentorship Program. You know, we invite. Pediatric Emergency Medicine fellows who are in the third year of training, uh, those who have already taken uh, or participated in base camp when they were first year fellows, and, um, and they participate in the structured mentorship, which is that they get paired with a, a simulation educator, someone who is, um, you know, everyone comes with like a different sort of set of skills. And so our mentors are come from all different walks of life. And uh, they get paired and then they spend the entire weekend working together and uh, sort of climbing that hill, if you will, together. And so, you know, again, they're trying to advance their um, knowledge, skills and aptitude in becoming, you know, expert debriefers. And the mentors are there to help sort of shape and support them. You know, it's a it's a sort of like a, it's a guided mentorship that has a stepwise sort of, you know, weekend approach because... You know, there are so many opportunities to do it that uh you know, from the beginning, um these mentors get to sort of model best practices. And um, you know, the the junior faculty instructors get to sort of dip a toe in and um you know, feel just how safe they are with sort of experimenting. And then as the weekend goes gets all, you know, sort of moves forward, you know, the the mentors sort of like let go of the reins and take a step back and um you know, and let the, let the junior faculty fly. You know, and this is, again, it's intended as a multi-professional sort of debrief. And, uh, you know, the fact that it's interprofessional and interdisciplinary, you know, gives these um, junior faculty an appreciation for how important that kind of co-debriefing is um, to, you know, being successful in, um, you know, really connecting with your learners. Uh, I'll turn it over to Catherine um, to, sort of uh, share some of her thoughts about, um, you know, our future developments, um, our future directions in this.
3: Sure. No, I think those are all really good points. And, um, you know, you're asking what what we kind of um, the mentorship and, and how we deliberately um, keep that safe space and the growth. And uh, Kevin and I have talked uh, a couple of times now about developing a similar program for nursing. Um, you know, we think about, I think one of the things, again, having been a nurse and now a nurse practitioner a little bit more on the provider side, that you know, when you look at pediatric emergency medicine and exactly what you're speaking to, Michelle, these scenarios where the safety, the psychological safety is so important. um, It's the same in in the real trauma situations, right? Like you want people to, to feel that they can trust the environment, that they can speak up, they can Feel safe in their practice, um, and so that's what we're trying to create here at Basecamp. And I just think that the way that we work with our um, our faculty to help them, um, you know, mentor the participants is really critical. And a lot of these nurses, especially, I'm going to speak to that side right now, come in a little bit timid, not knowing what to expect. It's it's not anyone that they've worked with before. Usually, maybe one person, um, and so they're a little bit timid. And often, I feel like sometimes nursing in that situation, not always, they you know, one of the fellows or the, the attending is, is taking the reins on running a code or a trauma resuscitation in the ER. And so the nurses um, are hugely critical thinkers, but they their voices can get lost. And what I love about Base Camp Weekend is there are many opportunities for the nurses to be leaders also and to really find their voice and to really work collaboratively with the physician staff, the fellows, um, and child life, and to realize that their voice is equally important and everybody brings a really unique role. And the way that that safety um, happens really, uh, like, as we have said, with deliberate practice over and over again, really allows them to take that and, and move forward with it. And I think that, you know, even in how we do I feel like much like lectures, you know, you, you lose the emotional piece when you're sitting in front of a screen, but when you're sitting in simulation after simulation and you continue to feel just how safe you feel when the right environment is cultivated, that is just something that's so easy to replicate moving forward. And I'm I'm grateful that we have faculty, like Kevin has said, that continues to come back year after year because they love how awesome it is. It's a lot of fun. Um, And so in that, I think we've created a space where people really trust um, and have have developed a professional practice where it's inherent to them. Um, And then again, with the nurses, they, we, we, I do have uh, the nursing faculty that come back. Most of them have participated in base camp and they love it. And so they've come back now as faculty and they, still remember you know what it was like to be a participant. So it's very easy to, to make that safe space. And so um, what we're thinking about doing now is finding either um, nurses that have been to base camp that maybe are a charge nurse at their institution or an educator or someone that can be Um, much like we have a junior faculty, um, um, the the same thing, like a junior faculty mentor for nursing, other nurse practitioner. There's many unique roles, which is awesome. That's what I love about nursing. There's so many opportunities, like a clinical specialist, a nurse educator that can come and take on that role and learn the debriefing process because it's so critical. Talking, being able to talk to patients, families, colleagues is is equally important as the clinical care that we're providing. And so Kevin has really, in, in collaboration with Justin created this really amazing mentorship model that I think is so equally important in nursing because, you know, in nursing, there's a lot of room to switch, you know, the field that you're in and move and wiggle and, and float. And so I think cultivating a nursing um, environment where they love the world that they're in and they get that autonomy and they feel supported and they can see their own personal growth through mentors that have been through it themselves is so critical because, you know, you look back at nursing school and a lot of the faculty that you had shape your future. And so we have the opportunity to do that here with the faculty that we bring in. And so Kevin and I have talked about it a lot and we're excited to continue to do that because we are really proud of a lot of the faculty that we have and they love being there and it's such a great family. And so we want to continue to use that network to create, you know, more learners and more educators and more professionals that equally love it and can go on to educate in that sense. And so that's coming on the pipeline and we're, we're thrilled about it. And, you know, we'd love to have any of your insight, but we, we, it's really been fantastic to, to watch the mentorship program grow for the fellows. And I'm thrilled to be able to institute it in nursing as well, because I love being a nurse and I love watching the field grow. And I love all the different, you know, disciplines that you can be and. and and I'm excited to continue what I love. I love being at the bedside, but I also really, really love supporting nursing professionals and staff and watching them grow through their careers. And it's really just so great to have the opportunity to do both of those at Basecamp. That's awesome,
0: Catherine. And you know what I heard from both um, you and Kevin that I really appreciate is that we can advance practice, clinical practice with evidence using good teaching strategies, and combine that with good educational mentorship. We can combine advancing practice and advancing education at the same time and do it very well. And I think your the experience of Basecamp marries those two things together so beautifully and effectively. And I just think it's a model that other people can learn from. So I just want to thank you so much for coming on here on, on this. Um, into this conversation uh, to share your insights to share the successes of this program for 13 years. Like, that's amazing. It's amazing. And uh, hopefully inspire somebody to um, either create, uh, you know, uh, some kind of program that can combine again, this advancement in practice and advancement in education at the same time, interprofessionally, like it's the, um, Triple Crown, right here. Like it's it's amazing. So thank you so much for coming. And we before you go, we do have some questions, some rapid fire fun questions um, that we'd like to ask you, if that's okay, just to get to to know you even better. All right. All right. So if you were to write a memoir, what would you title the book?
3: I part. I don't know. I guess when I'm trying to think, I'm thinking through a million things, but I always part of me has always thought, oh, you know, I've kind of fallen into, I've been lucky in the opportunities that I've fallen into. Like I've always thought, like, I can't explain it, but I'm like, oh, this, like I, I started my first nursing job ever was in Burns and I I loved it, loved it. And then I was at Cornell, it was a wonderful place. And I happened to, I, I wasn't necessarily looking to Working in an area, ER. I didn't know, but it was one of the openings at Cornell and, and I applied for it and I got it. And I just happened to fall into this role and I met awesome people there. And I realized how much I love procedural skills and I love being a nurse practitioner. And I met Kev and then I, he was so wonderful and asked me to join the base camp team. And I realized I really love educating and I really love, you know, doing all these things. And so part of me feels like well, yes, I did a lot of preparation for my life. Like the title of the book would somehow be how I've like fallen into what my life is like and all these opportunities and really not realize that I did put the work in, but like all these opportunities, I, and maybe I'm just that person that I've been lucky enough to love everything that my life has taken me. And I've never, I I don't feel there are people that like know exactly what they want and they go for it. And I have fallen into kind of what I feel like by happenstance opportunities that I've ended up truly loving and finding my passion through. Um, And it's been people largely like Kevin that have saw something in me that have really inspired me to take the next step. Like Kev was the one that brought me onto Basecamp and I love Basecamp and I love education and I've I've gone on to use that. And another fellow friend of ours, Tim Brennan, um, told me to go to business school at Yale and I did that and I ended up working in leadership and I've really loved it because it's, it's allowed me to find my voice in in nursing, you know, and and to educate further, and it's been great. So something along those lines. I don't have the exact title, but like <laughs> something like that.
0: I love it. What I heard you say, Catherine, was like falling into my life, and yeah. I think that's perfect. I, think <laughs> yeah. I, I, I I was reflecting too when I was listening to you. I was like, I think that's what I've done too. You just kind of fall into these opportunities, and that's how you know they're right when they right. they right. feel good. Um. So awesome. I want to hear um. Something. The next question is, what is on top of your reading list right now for fun? This one's Kevin.
2: <laughs> oh man! <laughs> you can read um,
3: my book. You can read my memoir when I write it. No, oh, there you oh, go. Oh yeah.
2: Wait, are you writing your memoir? <laughs>
3: no, I'm kidding. They were just.
2: <laughs> um, I mean, you're so young. <laughs> um, okay. What book am I reading for fun right now? What book do I have at home? Oh, I have. Um, I just. Um, I just got Trevor Noah's book, uh, but I haven't opened it yet, so I haven't started. Um, I mean that's probably next up. It's it's sitting right next to my bed. That counts. That <laughs> yeah, counts.
0: It, it does. It does. Even though my books, I have like a pile of them, and I just put my tea on top of them. <laughs> I don't even open them up. They're just holding things, but that's okay. Um. If you could have dinner uh, with one person dead or alive, who would it be?
3: Michelle Obama. I think it's so psyched to
2: hear you say that.
3: I love her. Her impact is she's I and so I mean, I would move to D.C. for this. She when she was the first lady, she um, would go to Children's National every holiday and read a book to all of the children inpatient. And so the nursing staff had to be present with the children and they got to meet her. I would move to DC to meet her, but she just her genuine impact and warmth and care. And it's just so pervasive. And I love everything, all that she stands for, her mission, you know, uh, everything. I, I, she embodies everything in like females and empowerment and just, and keeping like soft and genuine and inherent to who you are and balancing family and professionalism in a way that I think is so, I'm in awe of. That's awesome. What about you, Kevin?
2: I mean, this is very clearly why Catherine and I are such good friends, because I, without, without a doubt, would say Barack Obama.
3: <laughs> make it happen. That's
2: awesome. <laughs> um, I mean, Barack Obama is um, perhaps one of the most thought-provoking, stimulating, um, energetic, passionate people that um, really gets why um, his role as a leader is one of accountability responsibility for people um and uh I, in a heartbeat i i would um i would drop everything to to even have like a a, a 15 minute ru- or a 2 minute elevator ride with barack obama
0: that's fantastic you know and they both um in my perspective have this presence about them again you know this very centered presence and that's what they lead with and i think that's why they they're just so effective in reaching people. Like I think they've reached you. So and uh, myself included. So thank you. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. It's been a wonderful uh, conversation. I've learned a lot. Um, and uh, again, I appreciate the opportunity to be a part of what you've created. So thank you.
3: Thank you so much. This has been really, really great. And uh, I can't, we can't wait to see you both at base camp. <laughs>
1: I just want to thank you both and your team for the amazing impact that you're having to not only, as Michelle has said, grow educators, but also prepare healthcare professionals for the skills and the knowledge and the aptitude to successfully care for patients and and our community on what could be the worst day of their lives. So um, I just want to thank you so much uh, for the impact you're having and your dedication to advancing healthcare and the quality of care we give. So thank you.
2: Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you both for inviting us.
1: Thank you for joining us on this episode of NLN Nursing Edge Unscripted Surface. We hope you join us next time. Until then, remember, whether your water is calm or choppy, stay connected, get vulnerable, and dare to go beneath the surface.